Dear listeners, welcome to this, the Staggering Stories COVID-19 special. We at Staggering Stories pride ourselves on concise facts about the current situation and want to set an example by having sensible precautions in place while recording this podcast. We are currently isolating ourselves with a distance of six foot six in between us in various corners of the room. In the meantime, lying in in inflatable paddling pools filled with sanitising gel. Adam is wearing full environmental hazmat suit. Stephen is rather fetching in a very fetching suit of armour. Jean and Karen are wrapped in blankets with supermarket bags over their heads with holes cut out for their eyes. Keith is in a very fetching Edwardian bathing costume with a dapper straw boater. And finally, I have dug my scuba gear out of fake Crumbly's shed and so I have an independent source of air to use. As a final surety, each one of us has built a wall around ourselves made entirely of toilet rolls taken from various supermarkets. We are now fully protected from the effects of COVID-19. <coughs> OK, who coughed? Keith did. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm COVID-19 Crumbly. I am Stephen. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... One of those little hairs that grows inwards and makes a great big spot that's oh, really mean, painful. Really, really annoying, yeah. yeah, and they spread and make you look like you're infested with disease. Because they become pustulous <laughs> and yeah. of life. You, you just yes. want to pop them. Love you. <laughs> Love you too, sweetie. Speaking of viruses, I mean, I've found, I found out what the COVID-19 virus reminds me of. What? You know those things that kids make at Christmas, the Christingles, Chris the, the orange with all the cloves stuck in it? Oh, you mean the picture of the virus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what weird ass shit did you get up to as a kid? <laughs> How to make a virus for Christmas. Oh. The coat hangs involved. Mm. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, nasty viruses beside, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news Soundtrack incoming Incoming. Have you ever found yourself eager to hear such tracks as Three Idiots Roaming The Bloke Watching Your Dreams Big Fat Liar And Uh Don't Panic if so, then Silver Screen Records and composer Segan Akinola have a soundtrack for you. <gasps> Doctor Who Series 12. Ooh. The two CD set from the most recent Doctor Who series will feature no less, it should be no fewer, than 48 tracks. Newfangled types will also find it in popular digital stores. Akinola said of it... From the experimental sounds of Orphan 55 to the emotional rollercoaster of the Timeless Children, it's been a complete joy working on the music for Series 12, and I hope that whilst listening to this album, fans can relive all their favourite moments. It is currently scheduled for release on the 3rd of April, 2020. Ooh. Ooh. See if that's what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm really not sure well, how it would affect music. Well, I'm just, no, I'm just yeah. saying, will, will they send out Season 11? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Inside number nine. Read you for two more series. Yay! Yay! 
<laughs> Despite having something of the Coleman about it, <laughs> Inside Number 9 has survived and will return for at least a sixth and seventh season of six episodes each. Yay. Half of the League of Gentlemen, Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton, having been bringing this darkly comic anthology to BBC Two since 2014, according to that their BBC, The style and tone changes every week, combining a different mix of horror, thriller, drama and comedy. Always aiming to surprise, delight. Someone get the stick. <laughs> ah, lemons. Unnerve and amuse. Series 5 has just finished airing, so it may be a while before the new episodes arrive, probably early next year, depending on when filming can commence. Mm. Thoroughly enjoying we this saw last, the last few. two. Oh, yeah. Over the weekend. I'm very behind. Did you see the police one? I haven't seen any of this season or anything oh. beyond about season two, I don't think. I won't really say a thing then, but oh. they're I haven't seen episode one. I have an addendum. Oh, oh, what's your addendum? Lay it on us. Roy Hudd. Oh, yes. Oh. That was going to be my addendum as well. Has he ever done any Doctor Who He has. He was in Big Finish uh, in peer pressure. peer pressure with Colin Baker and Maggie Stables. He played Ooh. Max Miller. He yes. did. Uh, Roy Hudd for our American chums and other chums is one of the old school entertainers mm, in the yes. UK. He was 83 when he died, which is a thoroughly mm, good, good innings. innings yes. But not a good enough innings, really. Because mm, yeah. he just was a funny, nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He was also in, apparently, Big Finish's Sherlock Holmes. Ooh. Oh, I didn't realise he was in Holmes as well. Oh, sorry, it might not be the Big Finish ones. He was in Sherlock Holmes in the Radio Pastiche, the newly discovered case book of Sherlock Holmes, and in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yes. Because it was the compare, wasn't it? Restaurant at the End of the Universe? Max Quadrupline. I always remember, I mean, his house was about 300 yards from my old school in Streatham, South London. And, uh, no, I used to walk past his house every day on the way to school. And he had a big Rolls Royce in the, you know, parts out the front with HUD 1 as a number plate. (laughs) Cool. And not really an addendum, but I take it you've heard of the release of the, what was it, season 14 or season 12 with the wrong covers on the discs? Mm? Oh, the box sets. The box sets. One of the Blu-ray box box sets sets was released with all the right discs just the wrong covers (laughs) they keep screwing up those blu-ray boxes i have an addendum or two what is your first addendum my first addendum is skynet is alive and living Mm -hmm. really yes Battlefront 2, a wonderful Sfabo Star Wars game. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the protocol droids in it apparently snapped and went round killing players. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, they think it was an actual uh, glitch. Well, clearly. With, oh, with yeah. um, one of the rebels got covered with a 3PO skin because he was shouting rebel commands and rebel yeah. but mm. it was a 3PO skin was running around shooting people <laughs> blimey <laughs> we're all gonna die yep yep, yep. what's your One second addendum <laughs> my second addendum is again we're all going to die oh god um it's uh tv shows that have been put on hiatus because of the coronavirus COVID-19. everything mm. Mm, everything uh yeah. yeah we've got um the film production of uncharted has had a pin put in it mm, blimey james bond has been put back uh, oh, the, se- as a release yeah 
the, the release of Bond has been put black. I think the release of Black Widow has been and, put and back. And New Mutants. That's yeah. going back as yeah, well. Yeah, that's going really, back. New Mutants will it ever, it come, ever, out? ever <laughs> come out. Yeah. That film. Uh, it's cursed. Black Widow hasn't been announced yet. It's been moved, but I'm sure Matrix it will be. Matrix 4, production Ooh. of that, has been shut down. I saw Wrong. some of that being filmed in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's been put back. And unfortunately, the third Fantastic Beast movie has been put back. Damn it. Also, season two of The Witcher is Ooh. being shut down for the moment. Blimey. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah every course. every Disney live action film and all the Marvel TV shows yeah. have all been cancelled as well. Well, well not cancelled, but not cancelled. Postponed. Yeah. yeah. They just finished Mandalorian season two, though, so that is fine. I've not seen them actually say the series is complete. I just saw that there was that poster of the female cast member said that she'd finished filming uh, and then they started saying people were saying that it'd finished filming but I was like no it's just her that's finished filming uh, okay. so I'm not sure it's actually completed oh, filming so the quickest, where's the helmet to be fine uh, I'm quickly <laughs> scanning down the list for particular things that will interest us and Lord of the Rings has been shut down as well okay. the TV series yeah. Handmaiden's Tale, that's uh, sort of shifted. Uh, and also everything. the Capitol Convention in Crawley mm-hmm. has been put back until October. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Has to be done, really, when most of your guests are yeah. in their 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, as we record, was meant to be the Terence Dix yeah. uh, oh, celebration, right. which yeah. has been delayed. Yeah. Yeah. Indefinite date at the moment. They're wondering about Big Finish Day, that's June, so they're not making decisions yeah. yet. Yeah. Fully Charged Live, which is not a science fiction thing, but electric car thing, has been moved from May to October. Yeah. And now clashes oh. with uh, Fanti Seacon. Oh, oh dear. 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 I think October, September is going to be very, very busy, busy months. months. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be events and films. Mm, yeah. And I, I have a further addendum. What you hope? Silver Screen Records have announced details of forthcoming CD releases mm. of the soundtracks for The Fourth Doctor Adventures of Sunmakers by Dudley Simpson and The Fifth Doctor The um, Visitation by Paddy. Kingsland due out 1st of May but that may go back (laughs) Yeah, but it's the original televised soundtracks but it looks like they've kind of given them a bit of a a modernised twist Okay. Is that the music equivalent of making the special effects better? <laughs> I suspect it is. I can actually. almost, hey, I, I can almost hear the contempt that? in your voice. When are you they say. re-recorded or are they? It doesn't go into that much detail yet. So they've given it a fancy cover, but um, mm. maybe the music exactly is. Yeah, I hope it is. God. It's got to have a new logo, isn't it? Yeah, everything's got to have a new logo. Yeah, Brandy. So I suspect there will be more details. Yeah, they don't. They've done a to... lot of uh, classic Who soundtracks. Some you can get on vinyl. Yeah. Funny enough, I was just thinking it would be nice. Nice to have an album done by Murray Gold. We are still waiting for one. Of, of, <laughs> of. The Doctor's Themes. And literally say to him, like, go back and write a Doctor as if you wrote the Doctor's Theme and do a Doctor's Theme for the first, second, Original. third, fourth, yeah. up to the twelfth. So you, he did a album just of his version of what he thought <laughs> would be Doctor's Themes. I thought that, that would be quite nice. It would be good, but mm-hmm. presumably he's not going to work on Doctor Who for a while. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Okay, lots of coronavirus stuff in there. So the message Sorry. from us to you is... Stay healthy, stay safe. Yep. Yeah, mm, sneeze on people. Yeah. Mm. Don't sneeze on people. If you've got it, it just, says fine. don't uh, sneeze. You've got to read all the words. Just lick them. Yeah. And that's the end of the news. <laughs> Dear listeners, we've been watching a lot of television. Yes, we have. Over the past couple of months. Mm, definitely, yes. Been bigger on the inside. What were we watching? We were watching Star Trek. No. Uh, <laughs> no. William no. Shatner's greatest sing-along no. hits. No. <laughs> 
Doctor Who. Pause for Pause music. Right, so we have just finished with Doctor Who oh, season twelve. Yes, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and what a season it was! Wasn't it a cracking season? Mm. Last season had season eleven has had many many detractors, yes. and we were kind to it. Yes, but I wasn't. Even, some of them, <laughs> some of us. Yes. But we acknowledged that while there were a couple of absolute crackers, there were a couple of howlers, mm. and the rest were rather middle of the road. Mm. This mm. season, though, with one exception has been just top. It's been fantastic. And some of the episodes were just instant classics, in my view. I was trying to come up with my ranking. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. There's one obvious mm-hmm. one for the bottom. Mm-hmm. Off of 55. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but the other ones, I found it really hard to, to choose between any of them, pretty oh, much. really? Mm. Yeah. What did you put at the top? What did I put at the top in the end? See, <laughs> I would have put Praxis last. No. Praxis. I agree. That was a fair to middling episode. One no, the top, uh, below mm. Orphan. No. So Praxis for me was third and bottom. Yeah. But it's still not much in it. It's yeah. really, really tough to, mm. to I would, choose. I would have put, um, I think, Fugitive of the Jadoon at number one. I put that fairly middling, actually. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got Spyfall mm-hmm. 1 and 2 for... Spyfall yeah. 1, I had second, and then The Timeless Children, I would have put third. Okay. Spyfall 2, I would have put middling. Okay. But, yeah, yeah Spyfall Orph- 2, Orphan definitely 55, good as... definitely bottom. Yeah, I, 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 quite, I quite like Praxis. See, yeah, I liked too. Orphan yeah. 55. No, okay. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Whereas Praxis, I got a bit annoyed with this, after a while. This, this <laughs> ranking is becoming a bit like the league tables when you're only four games in. Yeah. <laughs> everything everything is changes. A bit much yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, for me, practice you had the companions doing things. Exactly, and which is something yeah. this season you had could Yaz lack a bit. going off and yeah. finding, yeah. Yeah, sort of finding the. Uh... Whereas uh, Fugitive the Jadoon, mm. the companions did nothing. They uh, they they were dispensed of very quickly just to hang around with Captain Jack for mm. a few minutes. And that I was don't it. think that mattered. I think the rest, the story itself was so good. It was, but you could have left the companions back at home and not much would have changed. Yeah, but then they'd never have met Jack. Mm, no. <laughs> why, why would you deny them that? Graham wouldn't have got yeah. slogged yeah. by some <laughs> type why, why, of don't, I mean, why don't you like Graham? I mean, What's is, Graham I mean, ever done that, to you? I, thing, I think <laughs> Captain Jack was you know, sort of pivotal, so he was dropping a hell of a, hell of a lot of spoilers. He was dropping hints, but he added mm. nothing to that story, I would say. Mm. Well, he was yeah, giving. Apart, uh, apart from it, it was just nice to see him again. Yeah. Yeah. The fact yeah. that he was I, there was enough. I will concur. Captain Jack was a bit of fan service. Yeah, but he was spectacular span for, uh, oh, fan service. Fabulous, fabulous, and it yes. was encouraging a slight bit of mystery. Ne- not necessarily needed, but a slight bit no. of mystery for the future. Yeah, as to why he was there and what he was doing. I, I think they added him just to break fans because they had him. And every fan was like, "Yes, it happened." And then the plot twist at the end, and this, I was like, "I'm broken." I, 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 yeah. Yeah. If he does turn up again in the special, yeah. which it may or may not, I don't know. But if he does, does that mean that's a younger version of Jack before Fugitive to Dune? The trouble with thinking about Jack's timeline, rather mm, like Rivers' yeah. timeline, is it really hurts your head. <laughs> wibbly wobbly. At some wibbly. point, he found out about it. The, goes the all over the place, me. really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it matters that much. No. I don't know why he made such a big deal of it, frankly. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I will say one thing. Jack is back. 
<laughs> While I am um, rated to no timeless children yeah. really high, that I did have one niggle with it. There was too much time with the doctor spent in the master's stasis mm, trap while yeah. he explained everything to her. Yes. Mm. I think that was handled poorly and could have been done with action rather than narrative. Yeah. yeah. And I think the timeless children, I mean, it's one of those, I've watched it only the once at the moment, but I mean, it's one of those episodes you have to watch again yeah. to fully catch up with the gist of what's yeah. happening and the full implications of you know, what it means, well, not just for the Doctor, but for the, the entire Gallifrey and race as a whole. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, 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 it's a vast info dump. Oh, blimey, yeah. yeah. Like people have said, it changed everything while changing nothing. Yeah. 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 In my mind, it was perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has fractured the fandom. Though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah, more so than what it was. <laughs> I'm not quite sure why people have a problem with it. No. no. Well, I, no I, disrespect. I, Sorry, no disrespect, but looking back, and I can remember a huge fracture upheaval about Deadly Assassin. Now, I can understand that, because it, I feel like Deadly Assassin in particular, but, but even Three Doctors, yeah. demystified the Time Lords too much. The, the argument I've had presented to me about why someone wasn't too keen on the Timeless Child thing, which I kind of have a sympathy for, is the Doctor is an ordinary person. I know he's a Time Lord, but amongst yeah, Time yeah, Lords, yeah. he's he, she is an ordinary person that just, for whatever reason, ran away and didn't have any superpowers, was nothing special about them. They weren't a god, they weren't a superhero, they were just an ordinary person. Hmm. They but they're not are. anymore. Well, still like, just, because they are this time, this child, they are the beginning of the whole it's thing. 25 odd years or whatever it's, since the hints that yeah. the Doctor was more than the oh, time. Yeah. It, yeah. it was heading but that no, way. But I'm, I'm not saying whether I, that's one of the reasons that someone wasn't too... And I can, kind, I can kind of understand that <sighs> to a degree. When, like Adam said... It doesn't bother been, me at all, but I did It's been a quarter of a century since we were first oh, yeah. told mm. that the Doctor was more than he then appeared. See, yeah. I love the idea, but well, I can apparently. understand well, why some people were sort of like I, I've never understood Doc, um, Doctor Who as we've said so many times before <laughs> is about change yeah. why do people have so much problem with it when it changes because it doesn't change the way they want it to well, this is the <laughs> <same> <laughs> people were pissed off at the end of Game of Thrones oh, totally. you didn't write what I wanted you to write well, on cross change my dear but at a moment too soon yeah <laughs> With this season, there's, there's some bits of it I thought were going to go further. So I thought we were going to see something more of... Um, God, what's his name? The comedian Lenny Henry? We were going to see more of Lenny Henry's yeah. character mm. later on down the while and those silver things that were Cybermen. Salvins, whatever was it? The other yeah. thing that I thought was going to be come part of the arc was we had it with Orphan 55 and Praxis. There was this thing about seeing what the implications are at a point where it wasn't a fixed event, so to speak. As in Orphan 55, they saw what the ultimate thing for Earth was, Mm -hmm. but it isn't Mm -hmm. a fixed event. It's still changeable. So it's that whole seeing what the future holds if you carry on down that path. But Praxis is very much like that Yeah, that's it. That's what I mean, Orphan 55. Praxis, they they solved the immediate problem, but the environmental issue is still real. That's Mm. it. Because it was in two episodes not so far apart and was fairly heavily covered, I thought maybe that was going to come out somehow in the season I still have a feeling that might still have something to play somewhere along the line I don't think so I think Doctor is is telling the viewers 
they've got sorted out. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's not for the doctor to sort out real-life problems. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's a problem of humanity's making, so, I mean, I do agree with that. I I think, to a certain extent, this is the problem that they had last season, is too similar stories too close together yes oh yeah yeah like rosa and demons of the punjab absolutely yeah yeah Yeah, they should have put one early on and one towards the end should have spread them out the other thing i did did like about this season is they started to unlevel the playing field between the doctor and the fan yeah Mm. because it's nothing to do with the actress the actress can only say the words that the writer writes they actually started to write the Doctor as a slightly more authoritative, not authoritarian, yeah. Yeah. but authoritative character. Mm-hmm. She had some mm-hmm. very good stuff. Moody really Doctor. Good. Well, yeah. not just moody, but Marty. actually kind of like, you know, <laughs> I've when, got to do this. Yeah. When, yeah, yeah, when she laid the law down, yeah. saying, you know, we're, it's, it's we're not a level it. playing field. Yeah. I'm right at that peak right at the top. That's me. Yeah. And she was just so... I wouldn't like to be a kid when she tells more. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's the thing. Sort of doc- some doctors in the past, they've been very voluble and very open about sort of their, you know, their origins, what their purpose is. With uh, Wataka's doctor, I mean, she can be very reticent about doing that. They found out a lot more about Gallifrey and mm-hmm. don't know where that's going to lead, presumably. Yeah, but sometimes she gave the information very grudgingly. That's mm-hmm. the only thing. Mm-hmm. I have to say, though, you know, now that the time laws around, humans are allowed to wander all over Gallifrey. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no one there now to enforce it now yeah well they're not all dead are they they're all in the most well, of them are yes. possibly in this possibly mm. destroyed possibly, well, possibly so, man. Yeah. it depends on the effect of what is it the virus killer the yeah. killer the death particle it depends how much that has destroyed see or i like done, that or... because that, that's a really handy one because in 10 15 years time when someone wants the time laws to come back they can say because they were all in status yeah. and appeared to be dead the molecule thingy didn't kill he hasn't written it into a corner mm. now the siberium has that has that been mentioned before or is that really- yes i think it was mentioned in nightmare and silver that's siberiad siberiad so i'm not sure they're meant to be the same thing maybe it's an evolution of the same mm. thing siberiad, well, i think that's the place rather than maybe it's yeah. metabolis metabolis and metabolis or whatever it is metabolis. Metabolis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. metabolis. you say metabolis yeah, let's call the whole thing the only thing the only thing I've, I'm, I don't want to say down on, but slightly disappointed again, it was back to the beginning, is the fact that Gallifrey again has been destroyed so soon. Yeah. It, it smacks of the uh, Superman, Spider-Man, kill the hero, only have him resurrect. Like yeah. I said, mm-hmm. it depends how long. Writing, isn't it? it depends how long they keep it down for. Yeah, I mean, that's, how many times can Gallifrey be destroyed? I mean, sort of. I think at this point, there's no reason to bring it back. Yeah, mm-hmm. what does it actually add? I, I'd say mm-hmm. that Gallifrey is actually detracted from Doc 2 for the, this is about year 5 or whatever well, that's, uh, that's the thing when um, Eccles Pop was the Time Lord in mourning essentially yeah. I, I thought it was I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when they he found Gallifrey, it's back, it's alive, so what? It's just out there somewhere. It doesn't matter. It didn't have no, any effect. It, it shouldn't really have an effect at all. Now that we've got this whole issue with time having somehow, not been fractured, but you could now have time loss from the past appear yeah. in the Doctor's current timeline, the fact Gallifrey's destroyed doesn't really matter. You see what past time laws out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've also, you, you look at the first run of the series, I don't know if you can call it old who and new who anymore, so how it's been long in. Um, the time laws appeared, but it wasn't that often. You know, you've got war games, you've got 
Deadly Assassin. You've got 26 seasons worth and there may be in it, what, four? Four, five now times Now they become like that? having More to use that. the Daleks every season. No, that you it's actually see them. at least ten times, isn't it? Because you, you've got mm-hmm. War, War Games, Games, Three Doctors, yeah. uh, Timothy Dalton's uh, Time Lord as well. Yeah, Deadly yeah. Assassin, yeah, Invasion of Time, Five Doctors, five doctors Arc yeah. Infinity. So it's, less, it's still <laughs> over 26 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is still only a dozen times, a dozen times yeah. maximum. But, yeah, now it's like we've when they insisted yeah. on using the Daleks every four minutes. Yeah. I mean, Yes, they were. It was reference, and Sarah would say, "Well, can't you call your lot?" Or you know, assistants would say, "Can't you call your lot?" No, no, thank you very much. There is another but... point, though, in the fact that we're getting very, very old, and time is going quicker for us. <laughs> True. Do eight-year-old boys and girls? think it's overused or yeah. that infinite period of time between one season and the next well, is it yeah, oh this so is exciting is. i remember this yeah yeah so it's been what 15 years of new who now mm. yeah uh, 15 years of old too that was a massive time period from mm. our point of view <laughs> 15 years which admittedly was 15 seasons yeah. <laughs> not 12 there, there's also <laughs> the thing about from a kid's point of view yeah one season to that was eternity but it's also not got to be co- so boring that mum and dad won't tolerate having it on and we'll change the channels. Well, I don't know. Original Doctor Who, my mum and dad would change the channels. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah but that, that, that then defeats the object of the exercise of having people watched it sort of style. If they can... It's quite, watch it on their phones yeah, now. It's, a fa- it's not a children's TV show. It's a family drama show. It's not made by the children's TV department. But overall, I enjoyed this season. It was mm. a damn sight better than I last think, yeah. season. Mm. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, and there are, whereas last season, there were very, very few episodes I'd be bothered to rewatch in mm. isolation. There are, I would say, at least four or five out of this season. I'd quite happily go back and rewatch as a standalone story. I'd happily mm. watch this entire season again. And last season as well, there were a fair few. Yeah. Mm. I, in fact, I can't think of any last season that I wouldn't watch. No. See, last it's just season... I would enjoy them at varying levels of... <laughs> yeah. uh... mm. Last season was coming close to me sitting there going, actually, no, I, I might have to tune back in again after a few years mm. when things have moved on or changed. Mm. Uh, but you refused to watch Matt Smith for ages. <laughs> so. No, I didn't. I've always watched Matt Smith. <laughs> Huh. The second Still don't se- like Steve Moffat's <laughs> production style, but I watched it. I mean, I will say the second season is a definite improvement over the first because, oh, yeah. um, I mean, okay, without without naming names, I did find a couple of the episodes rather um, preachy, to say the least. <laughs> That's still a bit of an issue. I think they're getting mm. better on that regard. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's nice for him to have a message, something to say. Yeah. Yeah. I just... think it is a valid point because Doctor Who always has had that message. You know, we've had comments about the minor strike, taxation, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. been more subtly done and I think there is that <laughs> fine balance but Sunmakers most people don't know the Sunmakers is about the overtaxation well, yeah. of the government at the but time again, mm. but again is that was, an age thing when yeah. we saw those we wouldn't we have known I always and, that, thought, and that's what I was going to get to say was I always that, thought the Sunmakers was a critique of big big, uh, big business yeah it, it was but also taxation but and maybe they need to be a bit subtle and do, do one that's kind of like in your face <laughs> but then be a bit more subtle and a bit more clever about some of the the points to make it look less preachy because hmm. people don't like to be preached to well that's what <laughs> Kablam did 
in, in yeah. last season. That's what Kablam did. Yeah, yeah. Kablam was brilliant. Mm. Yeah, yeah well, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, did you want to add something? No, no. Just going to say, I really enjoyed it. I I look forward to not having most of the questions answered ever. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes please. Yeah. If you're going to answer a question, Doctor Who, about the backstory of the Doctor or Gallifrey, you've got to add ten more. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, it is called Doctor Who. So. Yeah. yeah. Which is exactly what they did in Timeless Children. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So I'm glad yeah. they've done that. Mm. And as we, as we said last time, so many big finish ranges. Yeah. <laughs> Step away from the plot device. <laughs> so the thing question- is, they're only going to add more, aren't they? When they, if she eventually solves the puzzle of what those other memories were, they will just give us more if, questions. If hopefully she won't. Hopefully yeah. she won't. Anyway, we'd like to know what you thought of season twelve overall. Do write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. So the question is, the Doctor's locked up in a cell. Mm-hmm. The question is, is there a very butch jadoon in there with her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the dastest things I saw was, well, what's gone on that the TARDIS's defences have come down that the jadoon can get in there? This didn't happen before. And just someone wrote back, Titanic. <laughs> Donna Noble. Yeah. Yeah. At least this time, there's probably an explanation. Time Lord Tech. Yeah. yeah. If, particularly if that is um, Sharda. But even if not, the division is behind it. It so. does look very much like Sharda, doesn't it? Yeah. They clearly haven't been told the Doctor's already been punished for this. What's she being punished for? The Doctor left a division. Yeah. Maybe under a cloud, maybe she'd overthrown the we bad elements or whatever. That's what but she's what... been nicked for. But... but... But it was the division that was after her. It was the division. So clearly that did get resolved. So she shouldn't really be... uh the Jadoon haven't been told that she's now cleared. Well, oh, see, we don't know that that's exactly what they didn't exactly say. You know, you're under arrest for. Hopefully, the Jadoon, if that's the case, mm-hmm. who are justice through and through, will end up on her side. Maybe, maybe. Right, before we go on to the next thing... Yes? Someone is glaring at the back of Adam's head. Oh! And I really do think we need to greet him in the required manner. Hang on, what the heck is he wearing? Is that an ear? Yes, elves' ears. That's an elf hat that he's been wearing since Christmas. (laughs) Is he just holding on to the festive season? He is. He doesn't want to go into 2020. I don't blame him. (laughs) Anyway, should we say hello to him? Why not? Hello, Head of Pertwee! Hello, Cardboard Clara. Sweetie. And your orange face. (laughs) Oh, leave her alone. The ashes of Grunhilde. Oh, yes. The the dead dead style. Of his Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. And, They're like sharks. His, his new one. Hey, I have Funko Pops. They're awesome. <laughs> his new acquisition. Yes. Plushy Clara. Oh, yes. No, it's Ruby Roundhouse. Amy. Yeah. Ruby, Ruby Roundhouse. Roundhouse. Plushy yeah. Ruby Roundhouse, yes. I might I might get him a plushy Clara. It's his birthday soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm sure that's the as long as you can wash it. Where's Moomin? Where is Moomin? Moomin's left home. I don't blame him. Anyway, at the weekend, in defiance of all instructions to stay at home. Insanity in general. We're we, webbles. We went to London. Webbles, huh? We yeah. did. And we went to the BFI on the South Bank. Big comfy Hundreds seats. of other people in a small room. Yeah. And watched Talons of Wing Chang. Those seats were comfy. Pause for music.
It was the latest uh, BFI video showing, and probably the last for quite a while. Mm-hmm. The Blu-ray remastered talent, and Karen loved all of the, the special effects. effects. They were, she all said the remasters, me, I thought she appreciated superior to the originals. Actually, the eyes were quite good. Oh, they yeah, were. they were. The, the Which one, the, di- the dragons or Wang Chiang's? Oh, I didn't notice the dragon was any different. Um, uh-huh. the, the eyes, um, Lee Sin Chang's eyes were very good, much better than the original. Now, no laughing uh-huh. until Keith leaned over and said, the rat's better. I hadn't noticed. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's it was really dark. dark. They're giant rats. <laughs> they yeah. deliberately brought the well, light levels quite a bit down. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's it. I mean, the, the original rat was a man in a big costume. Mm, well, I was yeah. going to say, this rat looked like a rat. His legs were sort of climbing like rats do. It didn't look like... You know in the goodies where they had that really big doogle? Yes. <laughs> it looked yeah. like that, yeah. but yeah. It was a, a cgi real rat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I, did, I didn't notice bomb. that the dragon's eyes were any different. Before we had the screening, there was going to be um, a little talk about the appropriateness of screening <laughs> talents of Wang Chiang. Yes, and the problematic um, aspects of it. And the problematic yeah. aspects of it. And unfortunately, because of COVID and that some of the people couldn't be there. COVID. Um, and they had um, representatives from, was it the Chinese community? Mm-hmm. East Asian, East Asian um, screen actors and screen writers. Screen actors and who, who made comments. Called, yeah. Generally, it was like, yes, there are issues with some of the language in here. And yes, it's not something you would have today. But it is of its time and it has to be viewed in As, of yeah. its time. Mm, yeah. They said it was still quite difficult for them to watch, which is understandable. But, but also the guys at the BFI were saying it's not the BFI's responsibility to say that something is or isn't appropriate. It is to present what was done and for you context. To, in, yeah. in context yeah. and for you to make your mind up. Now, one thing I would say in that there's a lot, that the language and all the rest of it, you've got to look at it in terms of not just the times it was written in, but the times it was written about. Mm. In mm. terms of most of the henchmen, they are very, very stereotypical ideas of Chinese gangsters. But you look at movies today or anything like that and you want to portray a group, a gang, it's a group of young lads in hoodies, predominantly back. You get no backstory or anything else. That image instantly says gang and it's that same kind of thing. Unfortunately, when you're rent-a-thug, you're rent-a-thug and that's, that's, that's all they were. But the other thing is, uh, the, the biggest thing with this is that a lot of people say about it's a white actor wearing yellow face, but he's based upon a genuine white magician from the vaudeville whose stuck was being this oriental magician. He was an American guy. American guy from that era. So whilst it might not be politically correct now, it was politically correct then and the programme was actually portraying something that really happened. I'm not I'm not mm. sure. I think in that respect, I think we're giving it too much credence. Yeah. I honestly think they just cast, and, and John Bennett was excellent, yeah. but I honestly think they just cast a white guy because it was the BBC and they cast white guys. Yeah. But all, of the, all of the henchmen were played by yeah. Uh, yeah, Asian but, characters. Yeah, but the lead, oh, the the lead yeah. was, it was just a white guy they, pretending I to be an Asian guy. I suspect they just couldn't find the sort of actor they wanted to play the role. 
I was I trying, to, I was trying to think of days. the actors who would have been around Burt then. Quark is I was going to say Burt Quark yeah. was obvious, but, but but he's he's isn't Burt Quark wasn't Burt Quark Japanese? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Still, will probably now Asian, get into so, yeah. a, a whole thing um, about not like different levels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But also, as they were saying at the time, you needed a villain. Shorthand for villain, uh, a foreign villain was Oriental at that point in yeah. time. As is shorthand for villain at the moment is British accent. Yeah. <laughs> or Russian mafia. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. At one point it was Germans, then it was Russians. and yeah. yeah. Well, the criminals de jour now are North Koreans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. As you said, it's of its time, etc., etc. But I think unless Philip Hinchcliffe says or Bob Holmes said otherwise, I think we're giving the BBC too much credit in thinking that they were based, they got in John Bennett because it was based on an American guy who did that act. Yeah, I don't think I he was meant to be an American guy no, I, pretending I, to be oh, no, Asian. I just, supposed to be an American guy. No, or, no I, or, I just think he was just, guy, yeah, he was just hire the white guy. I, I do find it a shame that it has this baggage around mm. it. It's, it's, a, it's a cracking little oh, story. It's a really good story. In, in a way, having this baggage around it highlights the story even more because <laughs> it's never going to be just an average ho-hum run-of-the-mill story. Yeah, It yeah. is a brilliant story. It's, it's six episodes long. And yeah, there still owe you a pound. <laughs> <laughs> and to my mind, there isn't really that much padding to it. it really per- isn't. Perhaps the uh, the chase sequence in the theatre you yeah. could lose. That's roughly about it. I think episode fun, episode yeah. five. I thought we could have cut an episode out of this, but that was it. Usually with those things like um the war games and that, it's like Jesus, why wasn't this a two parter? Yeah. <laughs> there they getting captured and escape, getting well, captured yeah. and escape, yeah. literally over and over again. As I've said before, I grade things on how numb my bum is. Mm, yes, <laughs> it depends on the chair. No, no, yeah. no, it doesn't depend on the chair because we've had the ones at the local cinema and I've haven't noticed three hours hours and other ones i've noticed two hours <laughs> you know and i i was hemorrhoids right <laughs> thank yeah, you okay. and i was <laughs> my brush. bum did not feel numb there was no numbness in <laughs> the buttocks no, at all no, no. One thing i lost I feeling on my leg after one episode <laughs> <laughs> one thing i hadn't i hadn't remembered was how long it take takes in the story oh, yeah. for jake before jake and life yeah. actually meet, yeah. 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 meet in the last two episodes but weren't they brilliant the whole Oh, oh, very the whole so, dumb yeah. waiter thing and, and Jago admitting that he's frightened <laughs> that yeah. he, well, he'll let the side down, yeah. which tells you straight away that he was never going to let the side down. Yeah. <laughs> There's a case where, in theory, it's padding because they escape and they immediately get caught again. Mm. But actually, you wouldn't want to lose that. No, no not, it, it established them. Sparkling yeah. characters. Yeah. Good to see um, Louise Jameson getting some decent action. <laughs> she <laughs> murdered <laughs> someone. She <laughs> let through a window. Well, she it. <laughs> it looked very nice. <laughs> she threw a dagger. She got yes. to hit someone with a Janus thorn. Yeah. I love that bit with the policeman. You wouldn't know anything about well, of the dead we body. Would. <laughs> I did like. The, there is a lot of comedy in that. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron Thomas, like brilliant. Yeah. And of course, we've got Constable Quick. Yes, Constable yeah. Quick is goes it? on to be Sergeant Sergeant then Inspector Admiral Sergeant Major <laughs> Chief Inspector Quick mm. in the Big Finish. Uh, yeah. I think with the exception of uh, the uh, talk through characters, you know, the talents of Wen Chowing and uh, Jago and Lightfoot, 
They are the only other sort of successful big finish spin off. Yeah. I, I I'd, I'd chuck the Paternoster gang into there. I haven't listened to any they, of them. They, they have potential. I'm not sure if they're yeah. actually there yet. It's but still well early days for them. Yeah. Early days for them. But, but Jake and Lifehood, yeah, they took off yeah. immediately. Yeah. Oh, didn't blind, they? Yeah. Straight from that uh, two hander they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to watch, listen to that. Yeah, they're really good. I mean, Jake and this, I recommend this was kind of like a mixture of Sherlock Holmes oh, yeah. and that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we saw Jean as an old, old lady. I had to. Patsy. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking they might be going on about offensive behaviour to oriental people, etc. But some bloody offensive behaviour to Carly. Oh, <laughs> you wouldn't share that with onions. Oh, I ain't seen anything oh, like no. it in all my past. No. <laughs> Although I have to say, I sat through the entire thing, not needing subtitles, but knowing full well there's a lot of people out there that are not going to get a lot of the uh, rhyming slang. Oh, she, she was a lady so... short of teeth, wasn't she? <laughs> Was. She was, yes. A graduate of the Dick Van Dyke School of Accents. <laughs> she was wonderful. I think she actually turns up in one of the big finish. I think she does, yeah. Yeah, well, they, they call her Patsy, yeah, yeah, which was the actress's name. Yeah. I, I remember at the time sitting there going, no, that is just so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there were people like that. No, yeah. no. They're... I'm sure well, there were. Back, back in the day, next maybe. That's I mean, <laughs> true. All you need to do is sort of take her house away from her, put her in a sort of over in golfing frock and send her down the river twice a week and, <laughs> and she, she'd be she'd be patsy inside a fortnight. But that, I mean, that's the thing. Not to make all sick, that is. <laughs> that's the thing. Jean has her roots in East London. I have my roots in South London. So, and I've never heard an accent like that before in my life. <laughs> Sitting just over there. <laughs> Sorry. But they made sure the body came up on the right... Uh, no, they made sure they got the body up on the wrong side of the river because they should have pushed it across to the other side because you get more money. Uh, you actually get more money at that point on which side of the river you got the body out. How would you know? <laughs> so many bodies. Yeah. Yeah. There was. She was very busy in the 1890s. <laughs> oh, I I liked um, the mixture on this that you've got. It's it's old Victoriana, Vaudeville and all the rest of it. But you've got an, yeah. a future involvement mm. as yeah. well. Mm. Sometimes it juxtaposes now when you have the historicals and the alien stares out like a sore thumb. The alien actually blended into the environment. Yeah, it was very Jack the Ripper-like, wasn't it? It was. It was very nicely done. And Chang, you... This is why he was such a good character. You felt sorry for him. Mm. from Not just at the end when he was dying, but from quite early on. It was Mm. obvious that... He was so far out of his depth. Yeah, constantly being berated. Yeah. yeah. And why Why do alien baddies from the future always want young girls in their undies? I, why did mm. it have to be young girls? Yeah, why not I young boys? That. Why was women and not young yeah. men as well as Because there were girls. just I mean, as many rent boys knocking yeah. around. <laughs> I mean, obviously, from a, the perspective of the era... <laughs> I don't know, but, yeah. they had to be in their undies. And they all had to strip down in order to relieve them of their... Yeah, <laughs> why, why couldn't he take the life essence through the clothes? Yeah. <laughs> Gives them away. Yeah. Natural fibres. Yeah. I like the Peking and Hamunker goose. Oh, Deep Roy. Deep Roy's Deep Roy yeah. always good. Always good value. That's totally insane, brilliantly. Snorting away well, at the, the end there. Yeah. And the, the stage show that did, the way they did it, it was well, yeah, they were wonderful. Saying, they were signing the magic circle? Oh, yeah, John Bennett mm. had to sign um, a non-disclosure agreement with the magic circle mm, so, so that he would never reveal how the levitation trick was done. 
we all know how it's done now. But... Well, yeah. <laughs> now, and apparently, despite Louise Jameson trying her best, he had never broke yeah. the uh, the code. Oh, speaking mm. of Louise Jameson, mm. she revealed at the uh, screening, although she insisted that they turn the camera off oh, first. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, so you're going to report what she did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my job. Allegedly. allegedly. Not allegedly at all. She said it. She introduced Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Benjamin to his first joint. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there's a big group of them that's passing around. Yeah. <laughs> imagine Jay goes stoned. Oh, <laughs> I can quite imagine that, yeah. Oh, the Hinchcliffe era is right up my street. Yeah. I love that kind of like hammer horror goth and all this bit. The, this was, his, this was his last one, wasn't this it? This was, was the last one. one. The, the goth element continued for about another season simply because he'd commissioned those stories. Yeah. Oh, right. but, they were directed, produced by Graham Williams, but they mm. were a Essentially, Hinchcliffe stories. Think Didn't was Robert Holmes continue? I don't know. This, in my opinion, was the end of a golden era. Yeah. yeah. It's part of the season 14. Mm. Yes. It's part of the season 14 it's a box set. Finale. And it? virtually every episode in that season is a gem. Every story is a gem. You've got Completely. robots robots of death, uh, deadly Hand assassin, of fear. Hand of Fear. The box set as well, we're probably going to spend a lot of time crying. There's a documentary on there called Our Sarah Jane. Yeah. Yes. Which, yeah, of course yeah. we're going to. There, there was a few of us that they showed you a bit of clip of that and you already could say take there was some dust Mm. in the atmosphere (laughs) (laughs) but i think this is one of those episodes yes it can be difficult viewing particularly for certain um demographics of the population but if you try and look through the eyes of that time and take it for what it was as a police mm, television of that time, that time. it is a Definitely. jolly good rump it. romp yeah. it really jolly is. good rump it's rump. a jolly good rump it's a jolly good <laughs> rump <laughs> as they said there nobody set out to be offensive when they no, made this no, no. this is different to some 70s comedy and things like that yeah. where they were trying yeah, to be offensive it, it, the, the thought, this isn't love thy neighbour no, or what happened no the thought that they were giving an offence didn't even enter their heads no. on that subject you, we don't know now what today is being made and it's totally acceptable that in 30, 40 years time yeah. there isn't well, going to be people sitting around going, meat, yeah, how, how did they make a programme where they called that group of people that or didn't have that group of people involved? Well, I, I just like the idea that constructs 1.1 and 1.2 <laughs> one day will look at us and go... No, no, Nana, no, Grandad, you stay at home. (laughs) My friends are going to be there. I was going to say, I didn't find the new special effects distracting. No. no. Sometimes they have been, but I didn't find them distracting. I mean, the big obvious one was the rat. Mm. But there were other subtle little ones, like, as you say, Wen Chang's eyes. Putting in the skyline of London, which is quite nice. Yeah, the the actual uh, death ray from the the dragon and all the rest of it. So there's lots of little bits through it that are quite subtle that make it look quite nice. They don't detract from it. Yeah, It's a good event. And surprisingly, well, attended. There weren't that many empty seats yeah. given, no. yeah. given that current environment. Cutting events left, right, and centre. There were some guests who didn't make it, sadly. Yeah. But Louise Jameson, who said she's going to be 70 this year, which is hard to believe. She didn't have any qualms yeah. about turning what, up. So. What? She's just. Um, I'm, when I'm she, sorry, but wait, she's. 70. 70. But when she huh? was uh, yeah. signing autographs, apparently there was a, a no hugging, no licking. Yes. 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 No licking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no licking. Yeah. Please do not lick Louise Jameson. Anyway, we as always would like to know what you thought of Talons of Wang Chang. 
write to us via show at Staggering Stories dot net. So I don't think we have any feedback at all. Let me double check. Oh. No feedback. Oh, that's when this box set comes out, can I ever borrow it or watch no. with people <laughs> no. the Sarah Jane documentary thing, please? No. Uh, yeah. We will consider it. No. <laughs> And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Uh, but never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same, more fun frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more who old and new. So until that... Tea for talons. Tremendous. Totally... Tintillating. T- tantalising. Tintillating. Toffee-covered. <laughs> Titillating. Twerps. Comes tumbling. Tenaciously. Tremblingly, toothily, testily towards us. <laughs> this is me, Crumbly, saying, Be seeing you. Goodbye. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 337, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, fake Keith. Stephen, Gene, <laughs> and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, we're doing the outro. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bit early, but you know. Uh, Twenty no. seconds in, and you haven't uttered a freaking word yet. We did this properly when you weren't here. No, it just called me flat-footed. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Stephen, saying goodbye. You still don't get it, do you? You just say <laughs> the word. You just say the word. farewell or something. Okay? You don't say I this is me, this Stephen. This many years. You did this <laughs> last week and I spoke to you about this exact point. You just say one word. Okay? Hmm. We don't care if you're Stephen or not. <laughs> yes, just say yes, one word. Don't you sulk. <laughs> Don't you sulk. <laughs> I quit. Crumbly, <laughs> would you like to say this is me, Crumbly, saying? This is me, Crumbly, saying. Be seeing you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right, that's it. Goodbye. I have one final addendum. Oh. Do you? you say goodbye? Yes. No. We've said goodbye now. No, no. <laughs> the, the financial advisor. Oh, yes. You'll Dead. love this. Oh. Uh, when construct number one and his wife oh, yes. um, had to go to the bank mm. or something like that, they all the the relative, relevant business was taken care of, mm. and then the person with whom they'd been dealing said, "Are you related to Karen and Keith?" And they said, "Yes." <laughs> Wondering if some bill was coming <laughs> their way. And he's a Staggering Stories listener. Well, so there. whoever hi. you are in Swindon who yep. gave advice to my son and daughter-in-law, hi. Thank you. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for two listening. Two and two together, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Fake Crumbly were in um, PC World Curries in uh, Southampton on Saturday and they had a Google Home thingy there. And I got it to play Mr. Tambourine Man. Oh, why can you? Well, you shouldn't go damaging things like that. <laughs> Get Ooh, <banned>. machine. <laughs> 
Akinola <coughs> said of it. Oh, should I say that bit again? Sorry, Akinola <laughs> said of it. Okay, who coughed? Uh. Keith did. <laughs> <coughs> 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 Sorry. Yes, we're not following directives here. We're not socially isolating, are we? And maintaining two meters. Can I lick you? <laughs> and oh, in... Steve, you're surrounding. <laughs> no, 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 no. Crumbly, behave. <laughs> what did I say? Even if Crumbly touches it. Poor Clara. Why'd you cover her face up? Just too orgy for crows. <sighs> Yeah, she does look rather orange, actually. Yeah. Pond, are you feeling all right? Uh, not very bright. Is she just used to really <laughs> pale ginger features there? Yeah. I mean, she looks like you know, the love child of Donald Trump and uh, David Dickinson. <laughs> no, um, you know, Clara, to say she's Seville coloured would be an understatement. <laughs> I think it's just the light in here. No, no, she was quite orange when she first appeared. Or was she? But even more so back when she was on... Was it? Hollyoaks or whatever. Waterloo Road. Waterloo Road. See pictures of her then. She she's was bright orange like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> In the school uniform. <laughs> yeah. Oompa Loompa Oompa Dee Doo. Oh, right.